Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. If you find value in what we do and you'd like to support the podcast, go to coffee.com, that's K-O hyphen F-I.com forward slash alone, or you can go to alonewithinvisiblepeople.com forward slash support us to find out more. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gallardo, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. I'm here today with author and teacher Holly Lyle, and today's topic is pen names. Why and why not? All right, so let's go ahead and get right into it. Okay, uh, there are some pseudonym pros and cons. Actually, there is a pseudonym pro and a bunch of pseudonym cons, <laughs> okay? Um, if you, and let's, let's start this out by looking at picking a pseudonym. Um, well, okay, let's look at this first as why don't you want a pseudonym, okay? Why don't you want a pseudonym? If you know from the very beginning that you only love one genre, you are always going to write in that one genre. You have a series put together or a concept of a series. Or a whole bunch of series. Is, yeah. Or a bunch of series, but they all fit. They all dovetail neatly into this one series. And if you start writing in that series, you stay writing in that series, and everything goes well from the very beginning, you don't need a pseudonym. Yeah. Also, congratulations. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> If, um, <laughs> go ahead. No, I was just going to say a good example of that is romance. Yes. Yes, a specific kind of romance. If you pick a specific yeah. kind of romance, another one would be if you love, um, say, Agatha Christie type mysteries. And oh, you yeah. only want, they're called cozies. And if you only want to write cozies ever, and that's all you write, you're golden. You <laughs> don't ever need to change your name. You can have different characters. Hercule Poirot and Miss um, 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 Marple, and she did some other things too. Uh, you are you're you're perfect. All you have to do is you just stay in your little block of fiction, and you're golden. Um, okay, which brings us to when might you need a pseudonym? Uh, if like me, you never picked a genre and you write all kinds of everything. Uh, now, you really can't do that if you ever hope to sell on Amazon because Amazon has also reads. And people who come in and buy your books under your name, if you write in five or seven or 11 or 137 different genres and everything you write is different than everything you, every other thing that you write, your also reads are going to be a freaking nightmare. If you write fiction and nonfiction, your also reads are going to be a freaking nightmare because people who read your nonfiction are not going to be the same people who read your fiction. Even if you only write in one genre in your fiction, it's not going to be the same people. 
And yeah, I'd argue that it wasn't really necessarily that good of an idea even before Amazon, even before, because if somebody goes through and they pick up, let's say they pick up a series by you and, and it's, um, it's fantasy mm-hmm. and they want more fantasy and they look up your name or they go to the library or however you used to have to do it with <laughs> without the internet. Back in and the oldie days. Yeah. And they find that the next books you've written are sci-fi and they have no interest in sci-fi. Then they'll just kind of forget your name and move on to the next person who writes nothing but what they do. Right. So, (laughs) and see, for for some of us who moved every single year of our lives, for much of our lives, who left people behind that we never got to see again, who thought, "Hey, it's I'm using my real name. I'm using the name that people knew me from when I was nine years old." Maybe some of the friends that I left behind, by not by any choice of my own and lost touch with, not by any choice of my own, will find me through these books. Um, you know, maybe I can reconnect with parts of my life that got ripped away and that I resented the hell out of them getting ripped away. So I'm just going to, everything I write, I'm just going to have my name on it. And I did that. And uh, it really screwed with my sales. <laughs> it really, really, really did. Yeah, um, that's why I was so, always so surprised, even back then, when they when they had you write your paranormal romances under Holly Lyle. Yeah. Because typically that is a huge romance no-no. They, they will have you create a pen name if you write anything else Mm -hmm. specifically because they you know they want that name associated with their brand with that particular type of romance etc yeah and now there's another reason people might want a pen name okay um like nora roberts when she went to jd robb Mm -hmm. she had written a ton of romance and she wanted to do something that was not romance right so she um, yeah she shifted genre now and if you look at stephen king stephen king picked a completely different reason as well mm-hmm. he wanted to go darker and he wanted to write more than one book a year yeah and he also i think he wanted to test something he he, he liked the oh. idea of people not knowing it was him and of right. him writing differently and of him i don't know if he was trying to test another breakout I th- yeah, I think he was seeing if he could duplicate his own success under a different name. Yeah, I think that that was part of it. He mentioned that in On Writing. Yeah, yeah. that Richard Bachman. Which, by the way, if you have not read On Writing by Stephen King, it's a very good book. It is, yeah. I can say there's another reason as well. Like, how, how many reasons do you have? Um, I have three. Okay, you... so go through yours and then... I'll mention the ones that I can think of. Okay, the ones that I have are if you write, if you want to write in different genres. Um, which we covered with Nora Which Rob. we covered with Nora Roberts. If you want Roberts. to find different readers, if you are in the same genre, mostly, but you didn't do well with your first set of books, um, they, just, they just tanked. And you are afraid that the name you wrote them under uh, is going to drag down everything else you write from there on after. It's time to go to a pseudonym, to a pen name, to to say, okay, well, I'm now going to be um, somebody else. And the third reason that I have is if you know that your also-reds on Amazon or any place else are screwing with your current numbers, 
Which you mentioned in the which first Which I mentioned one, yeah. before, but that is one of my three reasons. Yeah. Then, yeah, um, because Amazon is the 600-pound gorilla in the market. They are, if you're not on Amazon, you are losing most of your sales. Yeah. Um, it's just, that is just the way it is. Um, and you want to be on other markets if you possibly can be. Yeah, but, be on all the markets, but Amazon yeah. is definitely, definitely the one that if you want to make a career out of. Yeah. Um, what I was thinking was if you, and you've mentioned this before in another episode, I think, if you started writing and you were testing out your abilities mm-hmm. and you started under your own name and you got like just a lot of zeros, you know, as far as your fan base, a lot of negative comments, a lot of, and you were growing as you were writing and you were getting better and better and better. You can do the John Atham thing, which is that dude is producing a book, uh, like 12 books a year, 10, eight to 12 books a year, something like that. And they're like 50,000 word novels. Mm -hmm. And he, Mark said that you can see him grow. Like I got his last two books because they were, um, on the, uh, Amazon KDP. So I had the, the Kindle unlimited so I could get them. And, um, I haven't read them yet, but they were kind of what I was looking into to writing and he just he kept his name but if you don't write quite that much then you're not gonna be the last book is or the next book is selling the last book kind of deal and if you've had a lot of negative feedback with your original name it's a good idea to maybe play around with another name and try to write your better fiction under that pseudonym and you can always link and put put in there like a lot of authors will say if if you pick up a jd robb book it says jd robb is the pseudonym for nora roberts yeah you can always put that in if you want people to know your real name but that's a big reason also fan fiction if you have written a ton of fan fiction it might be a good idea if you are going original to and the original is different than your fan fiction Mm -hmm. um to use a pseudonym i used a pseudonym writing fan fiction because i started very young and we had problems issues with family and stalking and stuff Mm -hmm. so i was using a pseudonym which i i that you know doesn't it doesn't bother me that people can find it but if you have written fan fiction that you don't want associated with your fiction for whatever reason maybe you know you just you want people to like you or read you for the original work you've done and not bring in a bunch of the the fan fiction readers who might not like it or who might just buy it because of who you are um that would be a good reason as well exactly yeah yeah the the only really good reason i have for not ever having a pseudonym is if if you are in that place where you say it's my name damn it um and that's where I was for a long time because, and I can't say, I've had a few friends who found me over the years because I used my real name. And yeah. the most of the ones that I hoped I would hear from, I have never heard from again. Well, I so, think it's just a point of pride too. It's like, I wrote this. Yeah, I, I want people this. to know that yeah. I wrote this. Yeah. But, but if you do this, understand that in a lawful, awful, awful lot of cases, you are going to be hurting yourself. Now, Let's talk briefly about pseudonyms. 
Um, because when you are picking a pseudonym, there are some stupid mistakes that you can make. And I wave my hand here as having made one of them. If you pick a pseudonym that is unpronounceable. Or where, pronounceable but hard to spell. But hard to spell, yes. Um, you are going to screw up your sales just because people are going to go, oh, God. And it's like my real name. You know, yes. where people look at my real last name, it's L-I-S-L-E, it's pronounced Lyle, it's Carlisle without the car, and nobody ever mispronounces Carlisle, but everybody gets Lyle wrong. Yeah, they think it's Lissel. Yeah, or Lysel or Lizley. And listening to a podcast, Lysel, yeah. And if listening to the po- podcast, if you hear Lyle, you're going to think it's L-Y-L-E, mm-hmm. and it's L-I-S-L-E. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I, so I didn't think about the price of a funky spelling for a word as the last name of my romance pseudonym. And um, I can't say they have, they have sold for shit, man. They really yeah. have. My, my other two, my fan fiction names, Vandaline Z. Therese <laughs> and Nymph de Pav, which, you know, is, it's not, it, <laughs> <laughs> Whenever somebody reads the the email address, because I use it a lot, the, they'll say "pave" instead, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't even I don't correct them." But it's it's Nimtupav. It's a French, right? I think yeah, Yeah, French. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that that if you look that French translation up, you'll understand what genre I was writing. <laughs> <laughs> but I always I loved that uh, pseudonym, but it's. You, you want to go with something that stands out, but at the same time, you don't want something that people aren't going to be able to, to, to spell or yeah. pronounce. Wildly know. unique is not your friend here. Yeah, but you Truly. do want to stand out. You don't want to be yeah. a John Smith. <laughs> right, right. But, but, you know, somewhere in the middle lies your happy place. Kind of like Stephen King. Yeah. It's, it's, it's his real name, but it's, mm-hmm. It's easy to spell. That you can only really make up the mistake with the V or the PH. Yeah. So that you might want to just go by Steve King. Yeah. Because you know he got really lucky right out of the gate with with how well all of his shit did. I'm not saying he's not a great writer because I do believe he is. He is. But you know it just it just a lot of things happened right for him right away, which is amazingly awesome. Yeah. Um. But King King is a cool last name. So. And- it's short and it's easy to spell yes. and nobody pronounces it wrong. Yeah. Unless you're from a different country. <laughs> yeah. Well, in which case you get a break, you know, if yeah, English exactly. is your second language, you're, you're fine. Nobody's going to hold that against you. Nope. Okay. So unspellable, unpronounceable, or just plain weird. Vandaline Z. Therese. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I love it. I love Vandaline. Mom's mom just gave me endless shit. It, 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 it sounds like Vaseline. It, it does. It doesn't sound anything like Vaseline. <laughs> but yeah, just plain weird. Now, some oh, okay. sometimes some of these can work for you. Just plain weird can work for you. But, you know, try to make it shorter, I guess. If you are writing in a genre that, that benefits from just plain weird. Yes. If you are writing science fiction and you want to do um, um, Bob Zygon, you know? Yeah, or, that kind of works. Yeah, it, that kind of works. You know, it sounds science fiction-y. And it, Amanda it, Sphere. <laughs> yeah. But, but that is still 
pronounceable. It's still spellable, you hope. You know, don't spell Zygon, Z-P-H-E-G-H-O-N-U-N-O-N or something. Remember, you want to let these readers find you. You want to help them find you. (laughs) Yes, you do. So if they're typing in a search engine or Amazon, the weird spelling, you know, guy who spells weird name weird, (laughs) you've done it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's just look at, you know, when you use a pseudonym, assume that you are going to need one every time you switch genres. And for me, holy crap, that's all the time. I write science fiction and fantasy and now urban fantasy and paranormal romance. I will and say that I think some of the crossovers are okay. If you're writing fantasy and then urban fantasy, that's mm-hmm. okay. But if you're writing pure sci-fi and then you write paranormal romance, yeah, yeah that's a no. But if you are writing epic fantasy, which yeah. I was, and yeah. urban fantasy, those do no. not cross over. Those, you know, people do not want a whole bunch of language building and a whole bunch of, of this um, complex political crap and just a bunch of yeah, all of the stuff that goes into high fantasy that does not go into, hey, this is set in the real world right yeah. now with elves or magic. Yeah, and yeah. That, that right there is a good thing. So it's very, and, and here's the problem, is we're talking to readers or writers. We're talking to writers and mm-hmm. writers tend to be broad readers. So a lot of us don't understand the mentality <laughs> of someone who is just a reader. A lot of readers don't read broadly. Yes. They, they like their, their um, specific genre and it's not because they want to know what to expect in some instances, like, I don't want to know how the plot's going to go. I don't want to know how the ending's going to be. I don't want, you know, to know exactly how the characters are going to be. But they want to ex- they want to know what to expect as far as the world, mm-hmm. as far as what is included in that genre. Right. So it, it's, it's kind of hard for writers who read broadly and want to include everything in their books and just, just create these amazing worlds and amazing characters and just crazy, crazify their worlds to understand that you might need pseudonyms yeah yeah because and this was this was a really hard thing for me to understand and as a new writer it was just i could not believe that people would read just one genre that they would only read fiction but not just only fiction that they would read only the fiction of a specific kind of writer. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe it. I thought I was representative of readers in general. And I read everything. If it isn't nailed down, and sometimes if it is, I will read it. Fiction, nonfiction, religious stuff, political stuff. You'll give it a chance. <laughs> yes, I won't I won't necessarily become a fan of it. There are some specific things I really don't like. Um, but they are not specific genres that I really don't like. Well, literary fiction. Um, and, and even that, there are some things in literary fiction that I love. Yeah. I mean, older literary fiction, um, I adored. I read Don Quixote in Spanish. What is that? Then, that God Body? Isn't yes, that literary fiction? Not really. That's, that's um, well, it has a very literary feel to it. That was Ted yeah. Sturgeon. It was brilliant. Um, anything by Ted Sturgeon is brilliant. He was, he did something very strange where he was writing science fiction that was literary science fiction. Poor guy did not make a living in his writing. Couldn't, couldn't because he was 
so, he was just so good and so far ahead of his time. You want to talk about gender flipping and, and mm-hmm. all of these different ways of approaching the state of being human? That was Ted Sturgeon. And now, my God, if he were writing now, he would be a bestseller. But because he was way too far ahead of his time, he died poor and, <laughs> and pretty much unknown, except to people who love science fiction. But this is, this is the thing, is you can only write what you write, but you have to understand that as a writer, you are not your audience. Yeah. You are, you are, your audience is a tiny sliver of what you as a writer are, because we are, we are weird. Writers are simply weird. Well, it's like that thing you talk about with um, the elephant and the berries. So we are the research and the reader is the berry. That's, right. I mean, that's, that's basically, we are this elephant that holds all of these different things. And the readers are the berries and they're just, they, they're just specific berries kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, not specifically. It is that writers eat the elephant. It is you do all of this yeah. research. You do all of this this digging into. No, but I was making it. I was taking that one thing that you say, which is that we eat the elephant and then mm-hmm. we give out berries. Right, and readers only eat the berries. Yeah, yeah. They don't want the elephant. <laughs> we are that elephant in a way. We are this huge, big, just gigantic. thing. Thing that holds all of this information yeah. that holds all of these different books and different different you know genres and everything and then the readers are just very specific smaller things smaller portions of us that that they tend to only like this this section of what you're mm-hmm. writing yeah this this very specific small portion of everything that you have ever read is the only thing that they want to read for the most part. And that's a, that is a relatively fair generalization. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're always going to have readers that are broadly read. You right. know, that's, 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 they're just not the norm. Right, and they are not going to be the biggest part of your audience. And yeah. that you have to understand. You have to know what genre you're writing. And when you switch genres, you have to understand that a different group of people are going to read, want to read those books than read your other books, that, that you will have a small portion of the people who read your first books who will want to read the second ones, and everybody else is going to be put off yeah. by this different thing that you have done. And it's not personal. It's not you. It's just the way the world works. Yeah, it's because they don't personally like sci-fi. Right. They liked the high fantasy you were writing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just, that is definite why you would want a pseudonym if you're going to be switching genres. I mean. Yeah, because there's going to be this part of you that cries out, but I'm still me and you liked my books. You'll like this other stuff. But in fact, no, they won't. <laughs> yeah. You can, and you can put in in there i guess i i would say i would suggest wait until both are doing well for you mm-hmm. um if you're writing you know thriller mysteries and then you're also writing romance like like nora rob roberts i keep saying yeah. rob because jd rob right but um if you're doing both of those i'd say wait till they're both doing well for you not you know that level of success but well for you before you start putting in this is the this is the pseudonym of so-and-so. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, the Ohio novel, it, that's not its real title. Um, that's not its series name. And it's not going under your name, yeah. It's not going under my name because it is urban fantasy. And for once in my life, I am going to understand that the people who read my other stuff are not going to be the readers for this. And I am going to bow to letting go of my name because it's my name, damn it. And I am going to do this from the very beginning without screwing up my numbers and without telling anybody what the new name is going to be. And I'm going to let the book find its market and let the series find its market. And maybe a couple years down the road, I will let people know who this other book is by. And that's including all of the guys who like me now. And I'm sorry about this, but, you know, if you're reading urban fantasy, you might be able to accidentally find me. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's just going to be the people who read urban fantasy who yeah. are going to find me because, yeah. yeah. Because, it, and, and it's nothing, again, this is not personal. No. This is, this is Holly needs to make a living. Yeah. She has done well in the past. Okay, anyway, with, with working with publishers and everything with writing mm-hmm. fiction. Right. But, but that was she, before the also reads. Yes. That was before Amazon came out with this thing that absolutely screws you up if you are writing in more than one genre. So what you want to look forward to with this is the fact that Holly doing it right and not telling anybody who she is going to be writing under means that we will have marketing information for you. Yeah. So if you are a writer listening to this podcast, realize that the wait will be worth it because she's going to be able to teach other people how she did exactly what she did when this succeeds. Right. I just, I have to move away from my own name in order to do this now because I have something like 10 different genres under my own name. <laughs> and my also reds are, are, are they also reds from hell? So is there anything else as far as the pseudonyms? Uh, other than the takeaway, no. Okay, so let me just remind you guys, we have a YouTube channel. It's Holly, L-I-S-L-E. That's all you got to type in and you will find that our episodes drop. There is no actual video. Uh, I think it's just our picture. And then there's this little bar that moves when we talk, which is kind of neat. So if YouTube is your preferred place to find us, then there you go. We've been up there since we started the podcast. We just forgot to mention. Now, you can follow us on Twitter at AIA. R-W-I-P. You can follow us on Instagram at Alone with Invisible People. You can follow Holly's personal account on Instagram that is Holly.L-I-S-L-E. You can follow me that's R-G-A-L-A-R-D-O. May I just interject here quickly that I have been really inactive on my Instagram account lately, but we are in the middle of chaos, so yeah. I will be back soon. Yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't really... You don't expect a lot from from Holly's Instagram anyway, but it's just, you know, it's a way to see kind of her person. It's cats and knitting. Yeah, cats knitting. It might be, you know, she's got one shot of her office in there. Yeah. It's just a way to connect with her personally. Just another, if you're an Instagram person like I am, I I like following people on there and seeing little bits of their lives. You can follow us on Facebook at Alone in a Room with Invisible People. And you can take a look at the show notes at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com and also the best way to connect with Holly, myself, the community, any of this is hollyswritingclasses.com. You get your free how to write flash fiction that doesn't suck 
course you get the free stuff from summerfictionwriting.com from summer of fiction writing that is over but it's still in there you still get all that stuff for free including the pdf for the superheroes for kids so if you want to get your kids started on you know writing and you haven't done the summer of fiction go grab it it's a great way to make keep them interested during like the holidays and stuff um and join the community find some friends that share the passion that you have and you know connect with people that are also writing and are also doing this amazing thing and we have the best people god we do we have awesome people in the community what's the takeaway so the takeaway is if you have the foresight to write in one genre from from the beginning and you never wander off the reservation keep your same name whatever name you want it to be just hang on to that otherwise you are going to need at least one pseudonym and you know waving hand here you're looking at somebody who probably should have had about six okay so that has been our episode if there's any more questions you can find the community again hollyswritingclasses.com you go into the podcast forum and let us know did you have any questions about this episode do you have any questions about pseudonyms pen names in general and i i think we kind of covered the pros and cons pretty well but if there's anything that you feel that from your own experience is a pro or a con drop it in there remember we're all about helping other writers so i just want to say thank you guys so much for listening we we love you guys you you know if you want to help out the podcast and you don't have any way to financially support us that's fine there's never any obligation this podcast will always be free just share the podcast share it with your writing friends share it when you listen to it and Remember, rating and reviewing us is huge as well because that lets people know, hey, this is quality stuff. This is, this, you know, I found this helpful. You can too. The ratings really do help us. So if you have two minutes to go in there and give us a rating and then write down, you know, what you've found helpful or that you have found this helpful or that you've found it, you know, as a good podcast, that would be incredibly helpful. And it's a way to support us without having to do any anything with with money even at all (laughs) so again that's i just wanted to throw that out there so we love you guys and we'll talk to you later yes and and just know that you can do this 